Hi, this is Mark and Francois doing the Daily Ride podcast for March 2nd, 2011. And even though I'm the only one recording this intro, we're still putting the commute in commuter entertainment. And we're off. Yeah. I'm going to put that right up to the microphone next time. Yeah, I think you ought to. I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, after last night... Yeah. I figured I better do my. I was embarrassed that I didn't know my Cuban sequence of events as like well as I ought like to. Like you ought to. <laughs> like I ought to. Yeah. Um, I won't go into the fact that you didn't know them at all, but. <laughs> I oh, knew them. Oh a wait, little. I did. Oh, oh shit, shit. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, you can't really stop coming. No, out no, no, no. Good thing there weren't any cars <laughs> coming. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, just quickly. Uh, I, I put them in point form there. For, read them as fast as you can. Okay. Uh, 1898, the U.S. Uh, Maine explodes in Havana Harbor. The Spanish-American War ushers in a period of the U.S. Uh, dominance cum- in Cuba. Uh, 1953, Fidel Castro... Okay, so that, wait, let me... i just interrupt you real quick. That's the Spanish-American War, right? Yeah. And uh, uh, I don't know anything about that. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. They didn't teach that. I went to school in Canada. They didn't teach any of that in Canadian right. history class. Naturally. Uh, but <clears throat> I guess it just got us. We st- we we said, oh fuck, what's this? Oh hey, it's a big island. Right. You know, just off our coast. Uh, what's this doing here? Uh, let's make it our uh, playground. Okay, <laughs> go on. I'm sorry. Uh, so. Uh, 1953, Fidel Castro leads an unsuccessful effort to overthrow the American-backed government of Fulgencio Batista. Batista. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 1959, Castro, with the help from Ernesto Che Guevara, overthrows Batista and forms the new government. 1960, okay. yeah. Castro seizes all American-owned businesses. Oh, wait. Okay, this is a problem. Yeah. So uh, what happened is is that uh, I read a lot about Che Guevara last night because you know there's a lot of people talk about him but I don't think people know that much about him. Right. Well, you see the shirts everywhere on college campuses around it, the It's nation. got a very popular visage. Right. Uh, and the picture is lovely. Yes. It is lovely. And the man handsome. I'll give him that. Oh, he was a dashing chap. He was a dashing chap. But although a dick. I s- right? Although I saw a bit of well Okay, he's an idealist, an okay. ideologue, and ideologues, regardless of what their ideal is, are always problematic, and here's why. Because <laughs> here's why. <laughs> and here's why. They shouldn't be given guns. Yeah. Because what almost all ideologues, whether they're religious zealots or whether they're uh, communist zealots, which is a kind of religion because it's not really based on economics or anything. Sure. Uh, it's based on a on a dream on a f- on a on their faith and hope that we can all just hum- get along. That er- well, more importantly, that everything ought to be equal. Right. And that's their their real d- hope and dream. Everything ought to be equal. We ought to be equal. But guess what, folks? We ain't. We're not. Oh. So it's hope against reality. <laughs> right. Right. Just like religion. It's hope that there's some sort of a, a benevolent, all-knowing, meaningful creature that imbues our existence with meaning. But the reality is, is you're just fucking flying through space, getting ready to <laughs> crash into a supernova. <laughs> yeah, waiting for a supernova <laughs> to take out our atmosphere. Yeah, and we'll exactly. And while minutes. people don't find that very spiritual, up, spiritually uplifting, uh, it's because case. it's because they're focused on the wrong things. Right. You know, I mean, the truth is, is that the universe and that we live in is quite magnificent and awe-inspiring. Indeed. Uh, All but of really, but they're spending their time. You know, it's like the different. It's like when you're a kid and you're playing cowboys and Indians. Yeah. And being cowboys and Indians, that's how different it is. Right. Right. <laughs> So all of a sudden, the reality is really not what the uh, what the seven-year-old children's game makes it out to be. Yes. So, uh, so what you know, it's like any, it's like Mao or or Ho Chi Minh. 
Yeah. Or any of those people, or uh, the Reverend Jerry Falwell. Yeah. Or they're, in my opinion, they're all cut from the same tree. Right. Because they got this ideal, and this ideal trumps all. And so they end up killing people in the name of this idea, killing people unnecessarily in the name of this ideal. Because they think their idea is the best idea. Well, and they and, w- and what's worse is they think it's the only idea, and they will kill for it. And if you disagree, it's because you're stupid. You can't... There can't be any better idea than the idea they formulated. Therefore, you know, it's like there's no use for you. If you don't see their way, then there's no use for you. Wow. And that really what boils down in the minds of ideologues. Right. And that's why that's why jihadists go and kill people who feel differently than they do. Yes. You know, because there's no use for them. Right. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. So, uh, Castro seizes all owned businesses. This is 1960. Castro seizes all owned businesses in Cuba. The United States ends diplomatic relations with Cuba and initiates an embargo on all trade with Cuba. Uh, 1961, the United States backs the failed Bay of Pigs plan to invade Cuba. Cuba becomes a communist state and opens an alliance with the Soviet Union. 1962, the Cuban Missile Crisis leads to a nuclear standoff between the United States and the Soviet Union. 1980, uh, 125,000 Cubans flee to Florida in the Mariel Boat Lift. Mariel Boat Lift. Uh, 1996, Cuba shoots down two civilian planes from the United States. 1998, Pope John Paul II visits Cuba, calls the U.S. embargo deplorable. Uh, 1999 to 2000, Alien Gonzalez, a Cuban child, is picked off the coast of Florida. He is later... Uno momento. (laughs) Returned to his father in Cuba after intense legal battles and diplomatic maneuvering. 2001, U.S. food exports to Cuba are allowed as part of a recovery for Hurricane Michelle. 2002, uh, the U.S. military base at Guantanamo Bay is used as a controversial prison for terrorist suspects. Uh, 2005, the U.S. Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice includes Cuba in her outposts of tyranny. 2006, Castro suffers serious health problems, turns over day-to-day power to his brother, Rawl. (laughs) <laughs> that's it. So uh, that's where we that's where we stand, right? Uh, no, 2008, oh. Raul Castro officially becomes the president oh, in February. Right, right, right. So uh, gotta make it official. So in a nutshell, uh, uh, the U.S. you know sets up uh, sets up uh, shop in in Cuba, and I think the problem there was really more of a cultural problem than a problem of sort of. Uh, uh, raw uh, American aggression uh, but it pissed people off nonetheless and, and legitimately so so they had a revolution they kick out the Americans the Americans cut off trade relations yeah. the the uh, the and, and they and they uh, back an, a, a revolution a failed overthrow of the of the Castro government uh, this seriously pisses off the Cubans as you might well imagine yeah they invite the Russians to put nuclear missiles in their backyard we have the Cuban Missile Crisis and then uh, from that point forward it was very tense and there was a little bit of back and forth but slowly tensions between the two countries mellowed a little bit. Right. It only took 40 That's right. 40 and years. the truth of the matter is is that we should have we should have ended that embargo several decades ago. Right. Uh, and and the US did some really stupid and uh, really egregious uh-huh. things uh, to Cuba. And but it doesn't make Cuba a good place, and it doesn't make Castro a good leader, and it doesn't make their society any good at all. Right. Just because America did some shitty things, they fucked up their own back swimming pool pretty badly themselves as well. Right. So it just makes it just really, really, really sucks for the Cuban people. <laughs> there you go. 
Brief history of Cuba. There you go. Right. Toss that paper. Wow. Well, actually, it's got some other stuff on it. But but does you're done. Really? You know, I'll I won't bring up Cuba anymore. I but I feel it. better because oh, we got the timeline straight for folks. Oh, it does have other stuff on it. Look yeah, at that. Yeah, right at the top there. Oh, look how official you are. No, oh, I'm very how organized. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> so um, we were talking about uh, the other day about funerals. Uh, yeah. And I just thought oh, I'd bring right. that up yeah, again yeah, because yeah, yeah. I like talking about it. About funerals? Yeah, because I don't like going to them. Oh, I hate them. Uh, yeah, and not for the obvious reason, which is that somebody you know has probably just died. No, that's true. That's true. I, I, I can, I can be sad about that. I hate going because. But that's I, not why I hate going to funerals. Right. I hate going for the social event. It's a twisted <coughs> social event. Yeah, it's 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 a. Uh, you know what I don't need to do. Get together with yeah. others to mourn. Yeah, I, I don't need to. Do I that do that on my all. own. Now, some people I think need to do that. They need to get together with friends and family to mourn. If they just get so sad, they'll just kill themselves. And I suppose it might be different. It could be. Then we'll be mourning more people. Wow, well, maybe solve the population problem. It would. Anyway, more people should mourn on their own. Uh, I mean, it might be different if there was a sudden and unexpected death. Like, yeah. like, uh, like, if an airplane part fell out of the sky on someone close, near and dear to you, like you near and dear at the time, like was standing yeah. right next to you. Or? Well, that, well, that would be a whole different psychology. But okay, no, if you know, like, if if you're, if so, you know, if something happened to a family member, close family member, or something right. like that. I think it it might be different. You're sh- because you there'd be a little shock associated with sure. it. Sure. But when my aunt, who I loved deeply, right, died, it had been coming for a long time. Yeah. She she had been sick, she had had cancer. We knew. It's, yeah, exactly. And even people who get AIDS, although it's tragic that they're cut down in their youth, Right. That train is on the tracks for a while before it hits you. Yeah. And so you got time to adjust. And when they die, I don't want to say it's a relief, but in some ways it's a relief. <laughs> not not because wow. you're glad uh, not because yeah, you're glad to see them die, but because no, there's I think I see what you're saying. There's so much grief and anguish and so knuckle hand wrenching and Bef- you know, as you see the people that you know and love deteriorate slowly, I'm just saying you have time to come to grips with it. That is far more depressing. Yeah, it's depressing over a long period of time. Right. You know, somebody gets uh, struck down by a bolt of lightning, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. You're like, oh my God. And in a week, you're like, well, <laughs> you know, goes. that was a great person. C'est la vie. Yeah. So it goes, you know. Uh yeah. Maybe not a week, but, you know, shortly thereafter. Sure. <laughs> a week. <laughs> For me, a week. Yeah. Uh, well, we don't mourn longer I, than a day I don't, or two. I don't get... St- I don't get... Uh, I, w- I won't get uh, caught up People in that. People get weirded out when I talk about death with them. Because they want to mourn for a long time. And yeah. They're, they're all about uh, clinging to the, you know, to the to metaphorical the ghost of whoever has passed, you know? But why is that? I don't know. Like, what's the... I Well, first of all, I see no benefit in it from just a purely logical standpoint. You function much better if you can well, just let things go. Yeah, but, uh, but also from an emotional and philosophical standpoint. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I guess... I don't know. I mean... Which I is why, at our funerals, open bar. Open bar. Open bar open at bar. our funerals. I sort of figured I want to be cremated... Yeah. Just because... It's the cheapest? Well, what I'd really like is just to, you know, slow down the side of a country road and kick the body out of the back. Ah, uh, that'd be great. But th- there's problems with that. You're, you just can't do that. There's going to be there's gonna be an it investigation. Yeah. <laughs> right? Probably a fine. So that would be my preferred method because it's super cheap. And just let the vultures have it in my carcass. All right. Well, I could bring you out to, like, the desert and leave you somewhere. Yeah, but if you get caught, you're in trouble. 
Yeah, people are gonna ask. They're gonna be like, uh, "So what you?" There are people that I what happened even, to the dead guy in the back of your car. <laughs> still <laughs> in this United States, there's gotta be a place where you could just put a body and no one. Well, would ever plus find it. there is a little bit of uh, morbidity to the fact that you're hauling ass across the desert with a dead body in your trunk. <laughs> that's gonna be getting ripe hey on you quick. Hey, you dead body? <laughs> that's gonna be getting ripe on you quick <laughs> in the desert. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just. I guess with the heat. Anyway, it, there's, it's problematic. It's problematic. So there's no. Free yeah, way they to see it probably wouldn't be too bad. There's <laughs> there's no free way to dispose of a body Keep these the days. Body chilled. Yeah, what's with that? Yeah, I know it's really. Whatever wrong. happened to just building a big old funeral pyre and burning a dude in an epic way? Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Or you know, digging up a you know digging up a four and a half foot ditch in the backyard. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. So. Uh, but you can't do that. So I'm thinking cremation's a good idea because it doesn't involve a coffin, and coffins are bloody expensive. A pine box has set you back a grand. Yeah, that's a pine weird. box. Yeah, right. I'm gonna build you my coffin. Er, no, well that's. I'm gonna th- build my coffin. That's just the thing. Cremation, okay, which probably cost you know a hundred, you know, probably cost the thousand dollars anyway. Sure. And uh, and a baggie. A baggie. Yeah. Just take the ashes home in a baggie. Uh, you know what? To be honest with you, if they'll dispose of the ashes, like that's fine too. What if they uh, charge an ash disposal fee? That's why dis- I'm saying bring a baggie. Fee. Bring a baggie. Where bring do you think they get rid of the ashes? They probably just flush them oh. down the toilet. Yeah, you know, they. Th- they that's what I'm going to do. They throw them on back I'll out. Either, uh, they, they you'll throw either be flushed they down the toilet. They throw them out back on the snow so people don't slip. <laughs> See, you're still useful even after you're dead. Oh, that's nice. That's what I really like. Yeah. So I, but I, I mean, for me, uh, you know what I'd really want if I, if I were, if I were a wealthy man. Shot into space. Shot into space. Yeah. That would be awesome. Naked. I would be okay with catapulted into the sea as well. That sort of has the same flavor and probably is less expensive. Yeah. Uh, But shot into space would be my favorite. Well, I. yeah. Packed naked into a cannon. Yeah, I think he could shot into space like a satellite. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would oh, be awesome. that'd be grand if money were no object. We'd uh, all go to the launch. And the disc. That's right. Exactly. And then, and then after. <laughs> we're uh, ex- yes. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's what I want to do. So instead of buying a coffin, yeah, which you know to get anything better than sort of like a, just a. A plain sort of, you know, uh, wooden Tom McCann shoebox. Uh, right. To get anything better than that, you're going to be, you know, it's upwards of two or three thousand dollars. Yeah. So I'm going to take that same two, three thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars, I think, is what I'm going to set aside. Yeah. And uh, you just have a big ripping do. Have it catered, bring food. Right. You know, just nice with with really the you know close really close friends and families that I really don't want to burden well I don't want to pay for I'm not even gonna, I'm dinner. not even going <laughs> to tell extended family that you're dead you know you're going to have to that's the thing people ah. get weird about that stuff they they get bent out of shape they I, you know died what? and you didn't tell me you know what I'll just fucking deal I'll uh, be like you know what never came up you know what I want you to do what I want you to keep posting on my Facebook page page but as a ghost and I want you to get way more active than I was when I was alive (laughs) (laughs) since I'm dead I have all this free time I (laughs) I don't know much to do here in death (laughs) yeah I guess I'll just keep updating his Facebook page oh by the way I was totally wrong there is an afterlife yeah Uh, sacrifice all your money to the church (laughs) you know (laughs) <laughs> Make some fun stuff Make up. Make stuff up. Oh, that would be good. I know. That's what I'm going to do. And, you know, if you die, they keep your Facebook page up. That's what I heard. Yeah. And you got to really fight to have them tear it down, apparently. No kidding, huh? No kidding. There, Yeah, there's a family. Uh, their kid died in some sort of accident, and they kept their Facebook page going. But it just stays where it was. They don't post new stuff to it for you. No, <laughs> no. The Facebook administrators do not. Little have Bobby these. hasn't posted in a while, so we thought we'd Although update a I picture gotta of say, him. I this is from the mortuary. I thought the funniest <laughs> thing, and probably not for the loved ones of the person, but 
the funniest thing to do would be to hack that person's account sure. and just slowly start to come back into existence. Where'd everybody go? Yeah, and just <laughs> just be like, I don't know what's happening. I really don't get to see people anymore. I'm scared. <laughs> That's what I want you to do you for know, me. And then post, and then post that, and then like, it's it's dark here. Can people hear me? Status totally weirded out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's cold. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. I'd yeah. like you to do that. That would be. Uh, that would not be funny for the uh, for the victim or for the families of the victim. Uh, yeah, that's true. If they didn't know what was going on, yeah, yeah that would weird them out. That would be odd. Uh, you know, John John Edwards would. Uh, no, that's not the right guy. John Edwards. Yeah. Is he the crossing over guy? Yeah. Oh, he'd get involved. Oh God! He'd get involved. All right, he'd try to make a buck off that. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, they keep your Facebook page up for a while, and you know, like there's a kid who died around here, and uh, you know, on the anniversary, on his birthday, and on the anniversary of his death, everybody posts on his wall. It's all very uh, sentimental. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, how other people express their grief is perfectly okay with me. Yeah, I'm it's not how they want me to express my grief that bothers me. It's when right. they're telling me how to express yeah, my grief. Yeah, how I should mourn. Right. You mourn however you want. You have a big funeral. You go and you weep over the casket. Do whatever the hell you want. What, you know, whatever works for you, Yeah. I'm okay with. Just yeah. don't... Just don't cram it down my throat. Exactly. Exactly. I'm mourning my own way. I love people as much as the next guy. Right. Uh, and, and I'll mourn for them. Probably em. more. I, well, I don't know. I know. Probably the same. <laughs> but I, I, I'm more for them in my own way. Right. Uh, and I don't like the fact that I, I love that thing when, uh, you know, when we went down to Grandma's funeral, <laughs> and uh, you know we had driven over to the, I don't know what do they get like a funeral, funeral parlor, parlor, I guess. Yeah. Funeral parlor. That's such a weird idea. Uh, yeah, so we'd driven over to the funeral parlor. Take a look at all the dead uh, bodies. Play some of the funeral have. parlor games. <laughs> <laughs> Bend the tail on grandma. Yeah. And uh, so <laughs> mini golf with the dead bodies. Yeah, that's right. So we uh, we went over to the funeral parlor, and like you know, I love my grandmother a hell of a lot. Yeah. And the last thing I wanted to do was see her dead. Like that's the last memory etched into my brain. Yeah. Is my grandma lying in a casket? No, thank you. Yeah. The last memory I have of her was when we went to visit her in Dallas, and you know she was she was ill, but yeah, uh, we got her up out of her wheelchair. We're passing it now. I love the fact that our funeral home has a drive-through. Well, they are the ready funeral home. Yeah. They're ready. Uh, if we if I was to drop dead right now, they'd be ready. They'd be ready. They're ready right now. I think they pronounce it "ready," but it's really spelled "ready." Yeah. Uh. So yeah, my last memory of my grandmother is her. You know, we took her outside. She was watching the kids play. She had been shut up in her room for the longest time, and we sort of got her in a wheelchair and yeah, you know, got her outside. She was smiling and kind of happy and yeah. Uh, that's my last memory of her. That's a great memory. Yeah. Not laying prone in a casket in a mo- in a funeral home. Which, Jesus. by the way, is the last way I saw her. Because I went in. Yeah, I didn't know better. Uh, anyway, and so I do now, but yeah, I didn't well, then. Well, you guys all got up and went in. Yeah. With your mom. Last image of uh, grandma, I remember. Yep, lying yeah. thin and dead in a casket. Exactly. How great is that? Ugh. So, so. So I stayed at I, Aunt Helen, her sister, yeah, was out in the car, and we were the last two to get out of the car. And Aunt Helen was a little bit infirm, so she was kind of slow getting out of the car. Right. And I said to Aunt Helen, I said, "Man, I really don't want to go in there, Aunt Helen. I got no desire to see Grandmom, who I love, laid yeah. out in a casket. I, I have no that doesn't help me at all. I know she's dead." Yeah. You know, I don't need, you know, closure. I'm familiar with the concept. Yeah, I don't need closure or anything. I just don't want to. And she looked me in the eye and she said, I'm not going in. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, Aunt Helen, I'm staying with you. Nice. (laughs) That was the greatest thing ever. I'm so glad. I'm so glad because now my last memory of my grandma is a great one. Yes. Anyway, so so but so don't cram your your ideas about uh, what mourning ought to be down my throat. 
Yeah. You know, in the Talmud, uh, they say when a close, someone close to you dies, mourn for six days, then make love to your wife. Yeah. That's the instruction. That's not bad. I know. It's pretty six good, Six days isn't it? is a little long, but... I know it is. Uh, six days is all right. Mourn for six days. You know, I be guess. bummed about the, th- the event for six days. Yeah. Then get on with your life. And the reason why you do that is is because you got responsibilities to the people around you. Right. So you got to get back on things. Yeah. You know, you can't you know, be uh, shirking your duties. I do appreciate someone close to you died. Although I don't appreciate all the uh, religious dogma in the general sense, I do appreciate how certain things had very specific uh, goals in mind. Sure. You know, well, like you that. Know. That, for instance, is because you can't just sit all your, you know, spend all your time moping around. Because somebody died, you gotta get your shit back together. Well, that truly is the funky thing about religion, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's got some useful stuff to it. Y- it would have to have had some useful stuff to it, right? Or For surely to have they any credibility. Surely they would have abandoned it, you know, uh, centuries ago. So it's got some useful stuff to it. You know, don't, uh, you know, don't kill people. That's an instruction of the church. Right. right? It's also, by the way, an instruction of philosophers. <laughs> so you don't actually need the church to have that instruction, but right. it's an instruction of the church. You know, don't commit adultery. While while I think that one's a bit archaic, uh, <laughs> I think it was useful before they cured syphilis and gonorrhea. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, it's probably pretty useful. Yeah. You know, uh, it's lost some of its meaning. Yeah. Uh, but it had its use. So, you know, you th- there's the baby and then there's the bathwater yeah. of church. And uh, the the dumb thing about churches is that they got you believing in invisible people with no evidence. Yeah. And they've got special people who who have the ear of God. You know, so that it's really people who are lording over you, not God who's lording over you. Yeah. Right. Uh, and they're making all this shit up to scare you into compliance. Right. Um, rather than explaining to you in a philosophical way why it's a good idea not to kill other people. Yeah. And maybe it's just because they don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, so yes, there are some good things about religion. Uh, yeah. But it's usually not the religious things. Right. <laughs> it's usually <coughs> sort of like, uh, you know, things we would figure out you know things that philosophers knew when they had you know mul- multiple gods right you know when they when they were too stupid to figure out that Zeus didn't exist you uh, know Zeus yes ah yes the good old days when you could have a special <laughs> god back when you could have a poly when the gods were duking it out yeah what is it polytheistic polytheistic uh, view yeah good times Oh, they were good times. They were good times. Good times. Unless you were a Christian, they were throwing you to that. Then not so much good times. Yeah. Less good times, more being. They weren't very nice the to the Jews back then either. Come yeah. to think of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a way. It's so much better than the way religious uh, treat organizations them. treat they each treat other the now. Moors very well either, did they? No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe those weren't such good times. No, maybe not. Maybe these are the good times. Yeah. Oh, God, that's depressing thought, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> it really All right, is. let's get to work. All right. <laughs> Rock and roll. Hello. Yeah. All right. So we're on our way home now. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's get out of here. Let's pull up to that bumper and smack that monkey. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you've been practicing your abonics. I have. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think? I like that. I like that. I'm glad uh, you do. How about this? Uh... Drop them Nikes for I drop a cap, pop a cap in your ass. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's good. Oh. <laughs> You're not super white at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. So, uh, fuck me. I'm glad it's my Friday. Uh, super tired. Yeah. yeah. Just want to go home and take a nap. And that's about it. Really? Because we could come back and we could work for another half hour, 45 I'd minutes. I'd rather not. Okay. I'd rather All right. not. All right. Yeah. I'm, uh, if, you, if you're sure, like, tell me now because I'm, no, I'm going out making there. dinner. I'm ready to go home. What's she making? Some sort of soup. Uh, tomato something. Very good. Uh, I don't right. know. I don't know. 
Uh, soups always leave me wanting. Yeah, I know what you mean. You can't make a meal out of a soup. Yeah. yeah she like really digs the soups. I uh, I like soups. Yeah, no, I yeah, I like soups too. It's just, you know, there's nothing to them. I love a good soup. Yeah. I mean, like a stew is one thing. Well, stews, meat and vegetables, it's like a whole meal in yeah. a pot. <laughs> it's like what you would normally have on your plate. Right. Just it's just they cooked it all together. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But soup. Soup is like a, a starter. Yeah. Soup is like a starter. Yeah. It's an like amuse, soup. It's an amuse-bouche. An amuse-bouche. Yeah. It's a, a soup and, you know, and breadsticks. Soup and salad and, and breadsticks. A, and a giant bowl of never-ending salad. Yeah. Like Th- those are... <laughs> Those are starters. Yeah. Those are starters. And like, you know, 15 or 16 breadsticks. How many calories in a breadstick, by the way? 300. 300. And I'm not going to say where it's 300 calories for a breadstick. Oh, no. But let's say you wanted a breadstick. <laughs> but let's just say you wanted a breadstick and you were thinking, I bet there's an Italian restaurant out there. Sure. Maybe a chain. Perhaps a chain. Maybe a chain. Perhaps uh, uh, starting with the initials OG. Right. Like original gangster. Right. Different. Sure. Yeah. It's not the original gangster Italian restaurant. No. No. No, it's something different. Do they have chefs that come from Tuscany? If by Tuscany you mean Uh, I mean dropped out of high school. I mean (laughs) Tuscany, New Jersey. Yeah. (laughs) Tuscany, New Jersey. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Tuscany right outside Detroit. Right. Uh that's the that would be the and and there's 300 calories in a breadstick. 300. And how many breadsticks yeah. will people eat at a sitting? Oh, three or four. Three or four. So four. Yeah, that's you, twelve. You can definitely pound back three breadsticks. Three breadsticks, no problem. No problem. Uh, and then what are you gonna have after that? So there's 1,200 calories okay, right there. So Kaboom. Yeah. Uh, so you got that. Then you got. You're gonna have a salad. You're gonna have a salad. Oh, that's the health portion of your meal. Yeah. That's you eat the salad and you go. Well, I guess that means I can have an d- extra large dessert. Right. And the salad <laughs> dressing is, I believe, it's a hundred calories per ladle f- full of dressing. And they put a ladle full of well, dressing. It, well, it's not. It's a tiny little ladle. It's not like a, a little ladle. A little ladle. A little ladle. A little ladle. All right. Come with me. Three. Eleven and nine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a little ladle. You sound Jewish when you say that. A little ladle. A little ladle. Yeah. And uh, oh, then they take the latkes <laughs> and cook them up in the frying pan. <laughs> uh, yeah. Spoon them so out with a little ladle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and we take out the gefilke fish. <laughs> uh, um, yes. Uh, so a little ladle, a tiny two, I believe sort it's of a... Sort of two tablespoon oh, you know, label. Yeah, it's a t- it's like a two-ounce label, and I think it's 100 calories per ounce or something. You put two ladles full, 400 calories in your salad. Okay, so right if you there. eat the whole bowl of salad... If you eat the whole bowl of salad, let's say you were eating it by yourself, which some people are... Okay, say you shared it with your date. You're sharing it with your date. Yeah, it's 200 calories. 200 calories. Okay, so, so you've had we're three breadsticks. <laughs> you've had three breadsticks, let's say conservatively. So 900 calories. 900 calories plus... A half, half a bowl a salad, of salad. You're up to 1,100 calories. Right, and the salad. You eat the salad, and you feel good about yourself. Yeah. You feel like you've you've pr- you actually feel. It's funny. People feel like they've knocked back calories. And that's not including that's not including the calories from the, you know, there's onions and pepperoncinis and sure tomatoes. So you get a, a, a calorie or two out of the salad yeah, itself. I'm, I'm but people eat salad, I swear to you, they think they've gone back calories. So it's like, if I ate, like, a, right. like let's say I uh, I ate the salad, okay, that, and, and, and I, later, later, later I'm at the end of the meal, and I get to the dessert, and I go, well, you know, it's a 600 calorie slice of chocolate cake, but I ate the salad, so that's going to counteract it. Right. <laughs> well, it was always funny when, uh, it was really actually not funny so much as disgusting when uh sometimes the uh the salad dressing you had to keep it in like an ice bucket that was like it would hover you know there was like a thing you would set it in and it would kind of click it like a silver yeah thing, silver thing silver and, it, and it would yeah. hover in ice water yeah and sure. sometimes the salad dressing would spill out into the ice water congeal oh yeah yeah and when you ran low on the salad dressing you just scoop up some of that water with the Sometimes. I'm not going to say it didn't happen because it probably did. <laughs> let, let me tell you. Let me tell you this. Don't piss off your server, or you know what you get? Dirty soup bowl. Right. Because those things are never fucking clean. Well, some of them are clean, 
And some well, of them are I'd not. Say, I'd say a third of them are. Uh, well, I'd say one out of every three are dirty. Okay. So if you're selling, if you're serving, so the, let's just people, say the server has a choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like you can throw the dirty ones back in the dish pit. It's not like a big deal, but if your table's pissing you off, now would you say it's a good idea, dirty soup bowl, to tip as much as you can? I would say here's what I would on say on a place where you go okay, regularly. Right. If you go regularly, you tip nicely. Tip generously. Tip generously. Don't. Uh, we had a regular. We had uh, some folks that were regulars. And they consistently left like three percent. And uh, so consistently, they're getting shittier and, and shittier and, service. And not only that, uh, these folks would get four four salad refills. Refills. That's not including the original salad. It's usually a group of four of them. And here's what they would do. Okay. Uh, four ultra fat motherfuckers. Yeah. They would sit at your table. They'd three of them would get ice water. I think there was one guy who would get like a uh, an oh. Arnold Palmer, which is a pain in the ass to make <laughs> a little bit, and <laughs> you know, and it's just stupid and hard sure. to say. Sure. And uh, <laughs> Arnold you want Palmer. me to serve the Arnold Palmer Arnold with your little Palmer. ladle? <laughs> no, I serve the Armor Armor Arnold Palmer with a little ladle. What are you, 70 years old? Yeah, right. Come on, order a regular drink. Sure. That's just an iced tea or just a lemonade. Why you gotta mix the two? <laughs> anyway, so he would order an Arnold Palmer, <laughs> and you had to make sure not to forget his lemon. Sure. And, uh, oh, and lemon and all the ice waters. For right. flavor. Okay, for yeah. flavor. And, uh... Is, were they cheaping out on the sodas? Is that what was going yes, on? Yes, they were not wanting to pony up for sodas. Okay, uh, all right. The uh, guy who ordered the Arnold Palmer, he was a big spender. Sure. Sometimes I think... He left the 3% tip. Yeah, yeah sometimes, <laughs> I, sometimes I think it was uh, Diet Coke. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, so he... Which, again, you're at the Olive Garden. Yeah. Really? So Diet Coke? Really? Yeah, so okay. four of them... Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll bleep that out. No, we won't. No, we won't. All right. No, we won't. Go ahead. Uh, it's a fine establishment, you know, and everything. Hey, I got nothing on them. Yeah, it's it's the people who work there. That, <laughs> Whatever. You know. All right. Uh, <laughs> in any case, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Besides, we're not bad-mouthing them. We're bad-mouthing their customers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the customers that are paying the ass. So, okay. So, yeah, there'd be the four guys... One of the, you know, all waters except for one ridiculous fucking drink. Um, then they would order two of them, I think, got soups. Okay. And one and uh, the other two would get salad. And what would happen is, and then they would usually, they came in more specifically during uh, NEPB. Uh, Never ending possible. That's right. Right. Yeah. So they would come in during any PB, and uh, <laughs> they would they would get refills on the salad. Like, and the thing is, is like when you refill the salad, you're supposed to portion it out to a two person portion. You know, even though there's four people, they sure. all wanted salad. And two they asked for a refill. So you were filling a giant salad for them, even though you weren't supposed to because you didn't want to have to walk back and forth <laughs> a bunch of times because they were going to ask for refills anyway. So you just f literally you would fill the bowl to the top. I, you would come back 10 minutes later. They'd have emptied the bowl. Both soups would be gone. That's 100 calories a person. Right. They'd you'd fill When you refill the bowl for this, this uh, family, you'd refill it to the top again. Another 100 calories per person. Yeah. And then you'd come back, and it'd be gone again. And I think they'd refill it three or four times, like one of the, like the big. So giant let's say bowl. let's say conservatively they filled it three times every time they came. That's 300 calories per person, just in salad just dressing in salad alone. Dressing alone, yeah. Right. Okay. And uh, oh, and just mowing back on breadsticks. Then they would take their never-ending. What? Three bread breadsticks a person. Uh three breadsticks a person? Uh, yeah, conservatively. Okay. Yeah. Because so you're supposed to bring out one breadstick per person at the table every every time uh, plus one on the first time you bring out breadsticks and then you and then the next time you refill the breadsticks, you bring out one per person. Gotcha. And you would refill their breadsticks like three or four times. 
Okay, so say you filled them three times. That's 900 plus the 400 they had from the salad. Yeah. Right? Then they would uh, they would have their NEPBs. Right. Mow down on one of those. Now, that's... So that's a, like a big... I mean... That's a bowl of pasta. I mean, pasta. that restaurant does big portions. I mean, you, when you talk about value for your money... Yeah. That They deliver. None better. Yeah, because they give you big portions. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had a thing with the chicken breast once. There was like two huge chicken breasts on the thing. Yeah. A giant bowl of pasta. With this family, when they came in, you'd be lucky to break even for the night. (laughs) (laughs) Had they got it all figured out? What? Oh, yeah. No, they knew what they were doing. Okay. Because they would... uh, They'd want to take the salad to go. Like when when my buddy Chris would go to the... the, uh, uh, What do you call it? The serve yourself... Uh, what do they call them when you have like a buffet? Yeah. The buffet at uh, at. Uh, they don't let you take to-go bags at buffets, though. No, I understand that, but yeah. Chris would go to the buffet at uh, at Kentucky Fried Chicken ah, and just yes. like stuff his pockets with chicken and. Oh, I mean, uh, you know, plus he could eat <laughs> just a mountain of chicken, you know, on top of it. So. You know, I mean, first oh, of all, oh, he would eat a mountain of chicken. chicken. Oh you know, God. then he'd be wrapping them up in n- napkins. Yeah. <laughs> that is... Yeah, you got to make the most of that. That's something else. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Anyway, these folks, yeah, so they'd refill their salad bowl one more time. Then they'd want to take that to go, you know. Right. And first of all, taking salad to go, never a good idea. If you get a salad at a restaurant, just fucking leave it. Abandon it. Well, it's going to be all wilty and right, crappy exactly. when you get it it's home. It's going to be disgusting. Yeah. So anyway, they'd take their salad to go. Then they'd order refills on the soups. And they'd get those to go. And then they'd eat their never-ending pasta bowl, finish that, order a refill. And uh, and the refills are a smaller portion. Like a, they, they do them in like the soup bowls. Yeah, I'm with you. And, uh, but still a pretty... So we're, 12, we're 1,200 calories before the meal's begun. We're 1,200 calories a person on appetizers. Yeah, before they've even started the entree. Okay. And then uh, how many times would you fill the bowls of pasta? You'd usually get one. They'd usually, because they'd be so stuffed with salad. And breadsticks. And breadsticks. They usually just eat their never-ending pasta bowl, order a refill, and then take it to go. You know? And, and you'd let them do a refill to go? You gotta. Really? Yeah, there's not much you can do about it. So they just had it worked out. Oh, yeah. No, they, they totally knew it. They walked out of there with a full meal for the next night. Easy. God, I, I hated those fuckers. Uh, and, then, and then to top it off... Well, I mean, I'm giving, them, I'm giving them credit for gaming the system. Oh, I'm giving them credit for gaming the system. What I'm not giving them credit for is you'd run around... Because you're refilling everything so much for these folks, you're literally running back and forth from the table basically you're going to neglect all your other tables is what's going to happen <laughs> and so you're running oh, back and forth and for a 3% tip right and for a 3% tip but you have to serve so them. are you saying that occasionally they might have received a dirty soup bowl uh, that it could have happened I cannot say not for sure not for sure but that it would be within the realm of but possibility it would be within the realm of possibility that spoons were licked and bowls were served dirty. <laughs> I would, I would just leave it at that. That would be within, be within the realm of possibility. A possibility that could, yeah, although it, not certainly, yeah. happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so and back say, to my. And let's say a lemon were dropped on the floor. <laughs> it might lem- make it into the glass. That lemon would not go to waste. Right. So rinse it off first, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Uh, the thought occurred. <laughs> <laughs> if the rinser was nearby. Yeah. Maybe you'd rinse it off in one of the other glasses of oh, water and then Oh, oh, by the way, the uh, the water pressure that we had in our restaurant yeah. was just so low quality that when they would order their three waters, it would take, you know, 15 minutes to <laughs> fill them. <laughs> and you wouldn't rush. And, and if somebody was trying to fill water on the other side station, uh, you just couldn't you just could, so when they would ask for their refill, would you say things like, uh, "See how fast I go"? No, as I I was always very polite to my customers. I, I don't think I, I was never one of those servers who was a dick. I, behind the scenes, I might have done some things that were unscrupulous. <laughs> uh, at at worst, I'd say. But uh, well, it's not that you did some things that were unscrupulous. It's that you could have. I could have. 
if the opportunity had presented itself. Right, which maybe it did and maybe it didn't. Right. Who's to say in these topsy-turvy times? So, that all said, (coughs) tip your server. Tip your server. Especially if you go regularly. Yeah, it's a shitty job. Well, it's not a shitty job. It's an okay job. But you're busy. It's stressful. Uh, you're not. You're getting paid three dollars an hour, three seventy-five. Now, do you find that customers who come regularly, let's say they're just normal tippers, let's say they're okay. they're fifteen percent tippers. Fifteen percent is fine. Are they a bigger pain in the ass because they become regulars, or are they less of a pain in the ass? Depends. It can go either way. We had some customers that were regulars that were really cool you know they'd come in you'd be like oh you know they'd be laid back they'd yeah, leave you a good tip they'd be like we're in here all the time you know i'm getting the tour of italy blah blah i'll have the pasta and i'll have the salad tour of italy yeah. how many calories in a tour of italy oh just god uh i don't think you can start to count numbers don't go that high <laughs> i don't think numbers <laughs> i don't think the <laughs> calorie scale goes that high no, sure. it's a lot it's a lot i don't know what it is it's like three full meals yeah i mean i'd say i think it's like i th- I think I looked at it once, and it was like 2,200 It's like calories. in Africa, a family of, uh, a multi-generational family could dine on that. Yeah, you could feed a small, like a small village. Right. With a tour of Italy. If right. you include the salad and the soup. And the, the breadsticks. And the breadsticks, you could feed a small village. Right. Right. Well, like 30 people or something. Like, I, I want to say, it depending on like the... Like 12 people. Yeah, like 12 people. A 12 very, people a very could small eat. Village, yeah. they, they might not get stuffed. But they'd be they'd be content. And one person would order this. Especially if they were starving. One person could order this. Yes. One person. Yep. And eat the whole thing, as I did many times. <laughs> I would have the salad <laughs> and the tour of Italy. Just no eat kidding. the whole fucking thing. Yeah, and a breadsteak. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that's Good great. Good times. Yeah. That's great. Uh, so, so, But it is important, I think, to tip your servers. Now, Definitely. what about when you're breezing through town? You're never going to be back. Okay, if you're never going to be back, honestly, you could probably stiff your server, as many people did. Really? Uh, you know, people got stiffed on a nightly. And, you know, and that's a funny thing because like, it's rare in a restaurant, I think, in a more populated area. But if you're going to do that, it's good to order your food with a German accent. If you're going to do it, well, okay, well, there's two things. Whenever we heard a Canadian accent, you knew you were getting 10% or less. Right, okay. Uh, you know... Maybe. 10% was a generous Canadian tip? Yeah, we had this one sleazy server who would actually talk to his tables about tipping. He'd kind of be like, uh, so, yeah, we make... So where are you from? Yeah, so where are you from? Canada. Canada. Oh, yeah, I heard they make more money up there. Uh, The servers make a lot of money up there. Like, we only make 375 You know, we rely solely on tips, blah, blah. (laughs) You know, he would just go with the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he'd that's try a and, he'd try and work it in. That's a weird thing to do. I mean, yeah. I I do I am of the the I school. I mean, if someone asks, I was honest, but right. Know, I well, I'm rare. of the school. I'm of the school where, yeah, where you say you know, ten percent's a cheap tip, fifteen percent's a good tip, twenty percent's a great tip. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, twenty percent you you'd be happy you'd be happy with fifteen, especially if you I mean if you felt you were providing exemplary service. Fifteen and, on the total, or fifteen on the total plus tax. Uh, usually people are kind of dumb, so they'd give you 15 on the total plus tax, which right. is nice. So really, it, it was pretty much worked out to a 20% tip. Sure. Yeah. So uh, that was awesome when that happened. But if you got 15 on total, if that I was like a fair tip. That was fair, uh, unless you felt you were like really working hard for the table, you know, like you were busting your ass. Uh, to make them happy and this still rocking their baby yeah. while they ate. Yeah. yeah, sure. You know, doing if you felt you went the extra mile and got a fifteen percent tip, it was a little bit of a slap in the face. Okay. It's like these people. It, it just showed you that no matter how good you were as a server, these why people bother? These people were gonna tip you fifteen percent. Why bother? So I could have been shitty, and and they would have the tipped fifteen percent. Yeah. All right. Like they, they were the steadfast. Well, the message here cl- to me clearly is, is if you're a regular at a place, you damn well better tip well. Right. And, I mean, like, having been a server, I always tip 20%. It, I mean, if the service is really shitty, I might go down to 10 or 15, but the service has to okay, be really now, well, bad. Okay, now, well, what's your feeling on this? Uh, tipping at pickup. Tipping at for a pickup order. 
uh, you know, I don't know. I, I always feel lucky when I get a tip. On a pickup order? Uh, oh, uh, on a pickup order. Oh, you mean to go? Yeah, a to go yeah, order. To go. Um, I say 5% is generous on a to go order. If you're going to tip, I say a couple of bucks. Well, what, the, whatever the order the is, a couple like, of bucks. At, at a place like the OG, uh, the to go person's making an hourly wage, a decent hourly wage. Okay, but they um, often call on the servers to help, don't they? Not at Olive Garden. Oh, okay. No, it's uh, you know, the to go person is the to go person, and they're being paid they're, an hourly. And they're being paid hourly to do to go orders. Okay. You know. So a tip is not necessary. Not for the to go person. It's nice because they get to keep their tips. It's not like they have to split it with the staff or whatever. You know, so the to go person is like looking forward to a tip every once in a while. And they it get one every once in a while. It, yeah, it changes a ten dollar an hour job to maybe an eleven dollar an hour job. Sure. Which is nice. Um, but uh, but yeah, they're not relying on your tips to pay the bills. To pay the bills, gotcha. like a server is. Um, yeah, the to go person can, you know, I, if you're gonna tip, I usually tip five percent on a to go order when I go into a place. Five percent on a to go order. Five percent. Five percent on a to go. So a $50 order pickup at the Indian restaurant, you're going to leave two and a quarter, two fifty? I will leave, yeah, a two fifty. I might bump it up to three bucks just to have it, you know, because okay. like, well, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you there. I, s yeah. I sort of do the same thing that my feeling is, is a couple of bucks and you're good. Right. You know, two or three dollars. You know, yeah, if you got a seventy-five dollar order, three dollars. Right, because you, know, you figure yeah. if everyone was doing that, you know, they're getting paid ten bucks an hour, and then they're making a to-go order an hour, and then they're up to like thirteen bucks an hour. You know, that can make that job really nice for that person. And some places use their servers to do to-go orders. Some places do, yeah. And in pl like, if you you got to kind of read the situation. If you're getting the vibe that the and you know, some people are using the bartender to. And do some to -go people orders. use the owner. Right, the order, the owner's doing it. Uh, if I see a if I see a dude in a tie bringing me my to go order, I'm not leaving a tip. Because that's an owner or a mater d or something. Right. Yeah. I mean, the tip's gonna go straight into the cash register. He's not even because managers aren't allowed to take tips. And they won't give. They won't pool that to the to the crew. They might, but like, are you really gonna pool three dollars to the crew? They might give it to the bartender. I was gonna say, throw it in the bartender's jar, right? Yeah, they might do that, maybe. But the bartender didn't do anything to earn that tip. Right. No. So good point. Good point. You know. Yeah, I could. I could throw. So, a guy in a tie comes. You're not giving him a tip. Yeah, I mean, like, unless the now if a server if a server comes now, what if somebody from the kitchen with an apron comes out and gives you your order? Uh, then I'd probably, I mean, if it's a cook. Yeah. Well, you'd never see a cook in the front of the house. Eh, sometimes you do in a smaller restaurant. You'll see, you'll see a, a prep chef or something. Maybe. You know, not, not the chef, but you'll Maybe. see a prep cook. I don't know, chefs usually get paid hourly. Okay. I don't know if I'd leave them a tip. I would say, yeah, you really got to gauge the situation and that kind of thing. All right. Yeah. But if you got a server giving it to you, someone who's clearly he's got they got a they got an order book in their pocket. Yeah, yeah, I I'd leave a, you know, for it to go. I'd I'd say max five percent. Five percent, okay. You know, because people behind the scenes are kind of putting it together. Most they're just the bringing it out. Yeah, they're you. just bringing it out, or and or like putting all the to goes in bags and stuff. It's gotcha. not really. It's not the affair that serving a table is. Right. They're not running back and forth getting you water and shit right. like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm with you. Okay. 5% on a to-go order. Yeah. Tops. Maybe tops. three bucks tops. Three bucks tops. Yeah. On a smaller to-go order. Like, uh, I'm not going to leave, uh, you know, I'm not going to leave the a dollar on a 20. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to leave a dollar on a $20 bill, you know, for it to go. What are you going to leave? Like I'll I'll bump You'll it. You put a, two bucks. I'll well, that's ten percent. Right. I I'd say, but there's a, see there's a cutoff. You know. Like but dollar a to dollar, a dollar to me minimum. is the minimum. Dollar minimum to me. Oh really? Do yeah. You dollar minimum. If I saw a dollar, I'd be like. <laughs> and then I, you know. I, yeah. I don't, I don't even. But know I mean, I pick up my I pick up my uh, you know my twelve dollar lunch order and I throw a buck in the jar. Yeah. 
I do it with a flourish too, very visible. I want them to see that I'm putting a dollar right. in the jar. I don't oh. want. I want to get full credit for you my. You see this dollar right <laughs> here? It has George Washington's uh, face yes. on it. I tell you what, I'm going to do with that. I'm going to yeah. drop that right in your tip jar. Yes, there exactly. you go. And I usually say something like, uh, "Yeah, here you go for the troops." That's yeah. a, and I, so I point it out. It's okay. like, "Hey, hey, hey, I'm putting a dollar in the jar." Subtle. That's a, but I do it because I want to get credit for my damn dollar. Right, yeah. I don't want him to just be at the end of the day and go like, here's some it's stuff. In I wonder who put the money in there. Yeah, don't know where it came from. I saw that one guy do it. Don't he must have <laughs> He must have put like six bucks in. I have no idea how to treat a... I have no idea who yeah, I want credit. I want credit for my damn dollar. Yeah. See what you mean. And I do the same thing if I'm writing a tip, you know, when you're doing a pickup order and I'm writing a tip on the... I say... I can put a tip right on the slip here. Well, I know I fucking put a tip on the slip, right? right? You yeah. can always put a tip on your credit right. card bill. Yes. <laughs> but I always ha so I just put the little tip uh, right tip on here. Tip right on here. Yeah. Just fill that. Yeah. I fill out the form. Because I think it goes unnoticed receipt. sometimes if you don't. No, it never goes unnoticed because they type that in at the end of the day. Do they? Yeah. But they don't associate it with you necessarily. Yes. Uh, to get in them to associate it with you, I would point it out. And I do. I point it out. Yeah, exactly. Now, you don't have to point it out when you're sitting at the table because no. they take it back and they look at it so they can decide whether they're going to smile or scowl at you when you leave. Right. Right? I mean, that's that's par for the course, right? Yes. And you do that, right? Yeah. And you get a shitty tip, you scowl at them when they leave? A little bit, yeah. And you get a really good tip and you give them a great big smile yeah. and a hug? Yeah. <laughs> that was a limo. Yeah. That's a limo on Greenbush Road, Green everybody. Road. A that's limo that's just passed us. <laughs> it must be prom night. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no. Winter ball? Winter ball? What day is it? March? I have winter a little, balls. A little late for winter ball. Spring formal. Spring formal? Too early for spring formal. Yeah, too early. Too cold. Yeah. No, I think it's winter balls. Celebrity? Celebrity balls? <laughs> <laughs> Michael J. Fox? Oh, you mean a celebrity in the neighborhood? No, I learned that Michael J. Fox lives in uh, south of Rutland. What about that guy who was in waiting? He lives in uh, he lives in Vermont, too. No way, really? The Spanish guy? Yeah. Oh, uh, no kidding. Uh, fuck, why can't I remember his oh, name? Oh, you know, bloody hell, I think I've seen him in the store. Oh, yeah, he walks down Church Street every once in a while, you know. I, you can see him around. He's a cool guy. Yeah, he is a good guy. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. He's the guy uh, in the kitchen, the chef. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, it's funny. Right I kept, now. I saw him, and I went, I, I think I know who that, I, I recognize that guy, and I couldn't remember where from. Right. That's I wasn't the best kind of celebrity to be, by the way. I wasn't making the connection. I was like, oh, I, I kind of know you. Yeah. But I don't know where from, so I was being kind of nice. Yeah. But uh, that's who he was. Yeah. His, I'll uh, be damned. His name is... Rodriguez? No. Oh. That's racist. <laughs> uh, you said he was Spanish, right? Isn't that a Spanish <laughs> no, name? Hispanic, anyway. Hispanic? Uh, let's say it's... Carlos? No. Oh. <laughs> it's... Raul? No. <laughs> it's, uh, hold on, it'll come to me. Uh, hold on. Uh, oh, if Rachel were in the car, she'd know. Uh, Paolo? No. <laughs> His name I'm is... I'm getting closer. Hey, look who's at the window there. Oh. Hey. Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Your car started, I take it. Excellent. Right. Oh, no, really? Oh, shit. All right. We're, I think it's a solenoid. We're going to have to get it replaced. All right. Look at you, all cart talking it up. Yeah, how about that? I know what a solenoid is. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> His name is... Bernardo? No, it's something... It's No, it's an obscure name. It's not like one of those... Oh, yeah, Spanish name. It's really? Like, sure? Yeah, it's... Uh, Guzman. Something... The last name is Guzman? Yeah, something Guzman. Maurice, Maurice Guzman, maybe? All right, anyway, we're uh, going to look it up. We'll yeah. tell you next time. We'll look it up. <laughs> and, and, uh, In the meantime, for the for the purposes of our conversation, it's Raoul. Uh, <laughs> 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 right. Louise Guzman. Louise wow. Guzman. Wow. Yep. 
Got it. Nice. <laughs> Very good. I'm pretty sure that's his name. All right. Yeah. Okay, so we can go with that. Yeah. Luis. Uh, <laughs> Luis. Uh, so what do we got? Facebook, Twitter. All those good things. Website, www.daily-ride.com. Yeah, daily-ride.com. <laughs> no, daily-ride.com. What's your website <laughs> again? <laughs> yeah, daily Was that daily-ride.com? <laughs> Almost. No, it's daily-ride.com. Okay, and uh, if you like what you heard, tell a friend. Oh, please tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell all of your tell friends. Tell your friends, listen. Well, don't tell the, your, you know, don't tell the friends who are going to just, like, hate it. They're going to be like, oh, they said bad words. Yeah. Don't tell, tell, your, don't tell your religious friends. Don't t- yeah, and don't tell <laughs> your dick friends. Yeah. Because even if they do like it. Yeah, you don't nah, want to talk to you them about it anyway. What? No, tell your dick friends tell too, because we don't care who we don't care. We don't have to. But avoid know. talking to them about it. S- perhaps uh, you could uh, message them on Facebook. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Anyway, right on. Right on.